0: Hello, and welcome back to episode three of Unicorns and Meat Cleavers podcast. Hi.
1: Hello. Why do you sound so cheesy?
0: You know... It's who I am.
1: You have a very good announcer voice,
0: <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Welcome. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> and good evening. Hey, did you ever wonder? Is this okay? Is this just me? I, I I wondered this. I was starving the other day. When you're hungry and you have no more food in your system. Do you feel like that little like tingle of air? It's like, it's like in the back of your throat.
1: Like you feel like you need a
0: burp? It's not burp, but it's like, it's like the stomach rumble, but it's in your throat. Like you ever like, it's like, it it feels like, it's like your body's like, I'm going to absorb this.
1: No, not really. I just get gurgly and sometimes feel like I need to puke. Well,
0: I thought, I thought it was just me. So I Googled that. Um, Turns out I'm not the only one who feels this way. What I'm feeling is not from my throat. It's actually vibration from the intestine. It's trying to pull sustenance down to absorb in the ADMA process uh, into your body to distribute it, you know, out and be like, oh, nutrients. Here we go. That's how you live. Um, no, it's your stomach's empty. So it's sucking air down into that's where you get the rumbles, the rumble stilt skins.
1: Interesting. That's good to know.
0: That was a fun fact, wasn't it?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of weird things that you think only happen to you that I've never Googled, but I was thinking about this too. Um, am I the only one that gets like weird tingly like feelings, like pain in your legs when you see an open wound?
0: Uh I don't. When somebody hurts themselves really bad, though, I feel a tingle in my balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like anywhere, like, or like, just if somebody gets kicked in
0: the It's like if somebody gets kicked in the nuts. Okay. Every guy's gonna be like, "Ooh!" But like, if I see someone like you know, like really face plant like right into concrete, it's the same feeling. Like, ooh, and for some reason, those nutcrackers just, <laughs> just start.
1: <laughs> Mine's just anytime like. My mom's ever showed me, like, <laughs> surgeries that she's had or something. Anytime I see, like, a wound of any sort, my legs just, like, ache. And I'm like, uh, And it's, like, tingly aching. It's weird. I don't know if it's normal. Never thought to look it up. Just figured I'm weird. You're weird. <laughs> You're
0: weird. But that's okay. I fell in love with your weirdness.
1: We're all a little weird.
0: You're okay. a little weird. So what you got for me today?
1: Oh, I'm going first.
0: You're going first. Ladies okay. first. What you got for me?
1: Um. Well... I figured today would be a good day for some fun facts of things that you didn't know that you needed to know.
0: Okay, I'm intrigued.
1: <laughs> okay, really, you probably don't need to need, know these. It will probably waste some brain space, but it's right, fine. Well, so
0: we'll flip out that handy dandy notebook.
1: Leave me alone just because I come prepared. What do you have, a sticky note?
0: Sticky note, that's okay. I, We'll 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 run with it.
1: Whatever, dude. You'll okay. car-
0: you'll carry this one. You'll carry this today.
1: <laughs> Haven't I, I carried them all so far? Ah, who prepares? <laughs> who prepares? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so ketchup was sold in the 1830s as a medicine, claiming to cure ailments like diarrhea, indigestion, and jaundice.
0: Doesn't ketchup just give you diarrhea <laughs> if you just eat it all? I'm gonna suck down this <laughs> bottle of ketchup.
1: When it was invent, like, it, it was created into a pill, it, from what it sounds like what I was reading, but it wasn't popularized as a condiment until the late 19th century.
0: So, question. Yeah. When do we get to start putting insulin on our big cheesy burritos <laughs> <laughs> as a condiment? Right. Like, ah, this so is just <laughs> bring down the beatus.
1: Right. Okay, and... Um, during the Victorian period, it was normal to photograph loved ones after they have died. They yeah. would dress the newly deceased relatives in their best clothing and prop them up in lifelike poses and photograph them. They did this to preserve one last images of their dead loved one. It was called postmortem photography, and some photographers offered to paint open eyes on the final image. Okay,
0: that last part's a little creepy. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's a picture at my grandma's house. Uh, we go into the basement. It's so all this, the family, whatever. There's there's a a, a picture of two, si- uh, well, three siblings, two of which are alive. Um, there's like a six year old, like a three year old, and a baby, and the baby is dead. But yeah, I never knew that growing up. My mom oh my ended gosh. up telling me like, yeah, it's like a great aunt that just passed away, and so they got one last picture. Yeah, or one I... first picture. Really kind of sad.
1: I thought that was interesting. And then the whole painting open eyes on the final images, it's like, it's their version of Photoshop. A weekend of Bernie's. can you Photoshop me to look thinner? It's like, can you just Photoshop? Me to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, Okay, this one, (laughs) we were kind of talking about something like this the other day. So it's kind of, it's not funny, but it's kind of not funny <laughs> okay you can skip over
0: this part guys it's not funny
1: <laughs> it's not funny um the, <laughs> mo- the most famous female serial killer was a hungarian countess elizabeth bathory de exit i probably totally butch- butchered her name but what I'm was
0: saying. her
1: name elizabeth bathory
0: elizabeth bathory
1: de exit
0: de exit
1: <laughs> i have no idea we'll um... call her hugo <laughs> Okay, um, She was accused of torturing and killing over 650 young women. Um, the most common motive, if you will. Um, they were
0: prettier than her?
1: Was that... <laughs> come, listen, come on, come on. Was that she would bathe in the blood of her victims as a way to retain her beauty and
0: youth. Oh.
1: Doesn't seem too far from the whole adrenochrome theory. Hmm?
0: okay okay. let's let's we won't get into that let's let's (laughs) you're scaring people away on the third episode
1: already (laughs) i'm not not saying anything i'm just just saying things okay (laughs) okay the shortest war in history was the angelo zanzibar war of 1896 do
0: you know this of 1896? Yeah, yeah Grandpappy Miller. <laughs> okay, you're supposed in that war.
1: you're supposed to be the history buff over here. You know? Uh, what
0: what country? Not, it's not America. It doesn't count. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it lasted a grand total of 38 minutes.
0: That is, you can't call. That's that's a that's <laughs> a long shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it was between Britain and Zanzibar, and it was over the. Uh, uh, can't talk. It was over the ascension of the next Sultan in Zanzibar and resulted in a British victory.
0: Well duh, it's Zanzibar.
1: <laughs> There's like a big What hole, do you like...
0: know about Zanzibar?
1: It's in Africa.
0: Yeah, I I didn't even I couldn't even place it on a map. <laughs> I would have been like flipping South America. I I I got nothing.
1: No, it's in Africa. It there was like a treaty between um Britain and Germany, and um I mean, I don't need to go into depth about it, but like they, Britain had um essentially got to appoint the Sultan of Zanzibar, and then he died, and they believe that he was poisoned by the person that tried to take it over. Freaking Jafar. Yep. <laughs> Freaking Jafar. <laughs> Jafar. <laughs> um, okay. In the 18th century England um pineapples were a status symbol those rich enough to own a pineapple would carry them around to signify their personal wealth and high class status in that day and age everything from clothing and houseware was decorated with that tropical fruit um one pineapple back then would cost the equivalent to eight thousand dollars today so now fast forward the pineapple has now been perverted to a swinging symbol a little less classy but yeah.
0: I mean <laughs> a little rough around the edges <laughs> uh yeah but yeah the, can we can we leave the pi- the pineapple's delicious just
1: leave it alone can you
0: leave it alone <laughs> can you not look at a pineapple and be like i need more people
1: let's stop it okay
0: swingers it. find something new okay just like i don't know a swing set why don't that, you get a swing car, set
1: i thought the car key thing was for them. You
0: know, car keys in a jar. Why don't you take that as a symbol? No, we're going to take a pineapple and turn it upside down.
1: Oh, a little upside down cake. Um, <laughs> in ancient Greece, they believed redheads became vampires after death. Because, That's true. Because of their fair skin and their sensitivity. They are vampires. I've never
0: seen a redhead and a vampire in a room together.
1: Have you ever seen a vampire?
0: Yes. But it was in a mirror, so it's kind of hard to see them, actually.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Dork. Um tablecloths were originally designed as one big communal napkin. They were first invented. Um blah, blah, blah. When they were first invented, guests were meant to wipe their hands and faces on the tablecloth after a messy dinner party.
0: That sounds what you, say, sounds what, you disgusting. say what year?
1: Uh I don't know. That doesn't
0: sound disgusting. That sounds like efficient just, laundry. No.
1: It's just a mess. Yeah,
0: like everybody. It's already getting messy, so why have an individual napkin on your lap when you can just be like, "Screw it! I have the the corner seats are the most coveted." (laughs) Just
1: saying. Well, I just wouldn't want to like wipe my dirty hand slime on somebody else's dirty hand slime. Well, like,
0: look, it's a banquet table. Would you
1: want to eat ribs and wipe a napkin? (laughs) Use a tablecloth as a napkin.
0: I would just. No, no, I wouldn't. No, yeah, I would. yeah, that's what I thought.
1: <clears throat> All right. And this is my last one for today. Um, before alarm why can't I talk? Before alarm clocks and well before smartphones, there were people called knocker uppers.
0: Yeah, they were. I <laughs> was one of those ones.
1: <laughs> Who would literally knock on windows and wake them up for work by the 1940s to 50s this profession died out although continued in some pockets of in- industrial England until the early 1970s they'd use a long stick soft hammer rattles or even pea shooters to reach the client's windows but my real question here is who knocked up the knocker uppers
0: uh you know, people get pregnant all sorts of ways.
1: <laughs> I'm not talking about that kind of knock-up. <laughs> and don't worry. I tried to look this question up too. And they hired knocker-uppers. But who woke up those knocker-uppers? And then, I mean, it's an endless cycle. It's like, what came first? The chicken or the, the egg? The
0: chicken. The huh. chicken came first. But
1: who knocked up the knocker-upper?
0: Uh, Someone just happened to wake up and go, huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if you had to be w- up at a certain time, somebody had to wake uh,
0: up. They were a newborn parent.
1: <laughs> Most likely. Not sleeping Newborn anyway.
0: parent, 3 a.m. They're like, well, crap. I'm Might up. as well get up. Gotta not go. sleeping anyway. Gotta go to old Johansson's farm. like go that
1: Either that or the local insomniac.
0: It could be that. I mean, you just, I mean, maybe they, get you on. Know, did you research the first alarm clock?
1: No, I researched the knocker Could knock have been a guy reference. that just
0: like slept with a rooster under his pillow.
1: Well that's what I'm saying. Before alarm clocks, the knocker upper was the alarm clock.
0: Yes, but who
1: Which I think that's the best name. The knocker upper. <laughs> yes. It's hilarious. I would like
0: you know, if it's 1970... it's only it was only fifty years ago. Nineteen seventy. Yeah, person what I'm could saying. still be alive today. I'd love to interview that guy. Listen here, knocker upper. Did you use an alarm clock to wake yourself up and then go knock up other people?
1: Well, and that's the thing, like when was I should have looked up when the first like an actual alarm clock was invented. Cause why were there still knocker uppers in the seventies?
0: It makes me think if you were like in a castle, like you know, in the six hundreds. I mean, I know time is kind of you know relevant to business and whatnot. That's kind of what it was. No one really was like oh it's six fifteen, you know whatever. Yeah. Um. But like if the king woke up and was like, "Where are my servants? You know, like you need to be awake by the time the sun dial gets." To, I mean, what? <laughs> what do you do? Like, if you if you didn't have time, you didn't have, you know, all that stuff, just think about that for a minute. The expectation, if the king wakes up or if, like, the servants are there, like, it's, like, two freaking hours late and king's still freaking sleeping, he's gonna be mad. Do we wake him up? Do we get killed?
1: Well, yeah, because if you wake him up too early, he might be pissed.
0: What if you wake him up late? He's like, why didn't you wake me up off Same. with your heads? I need my cabbage and, and beet today.
1: Or you can't let him miss his beauty sleep.
0: <laughs> you got, uh, there's, like,
1: there's a very like small window of perfection in that scenario. It's, it's
0: true. So I have something for you.
1: What? Okay. Uh,
0: Go for it. Uh, cheese. I cheese, love- please. I love how cheese. How much do you like cheese?
1: So much. Oh, I almost fell in my chair. So H- much. I love cheese.
0: Do you know how much cheese america has stockpiled
1: no i don't
0: well i'm about to tell you okay (laughs) (laughs) uh so give me the cheese details so here's here's some things here uh post world war so yeah not post but like during world war one okay uh this is where we're taking you back so 1917 (laughs) 1916 1917 era cheese uh no our our boys uh overseas so fighting a the war back then? they did have a smoked gouda back then be <laughs> good was that a plug no I good for was... sm- Yancey fancy smoked gouda you can get it at costco <laughs> <laughs> it's so good <laughs> you and indy just go to town
1: dude indy loves yeah. it
0: our, our four-year-old just anyway um <clears throat> world war one death <laughs> uh our boys are 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 hurting for malnutrition like any war and you know they didn't have the supply chains like they do today then again <laughs> supply chains uh such a mess anyway moving on uh so World war one our boys are malnourished, and so uh there's a uh an ask of the dairy industry in the United States where the department of it was Department of Agriculture. Um, yeah, Department of Agriculture said, hey, dairy farmers, we need to ramp up production so we can get, you know, supply stuff, you know, for the people that are here in the country, as well as get it overseas. So um, they would, they would powder milk, they'd send milk, but it, you know, milk didn't last a whole long, because there's like three different types of milk. There's sterilized milk, which I don't think they had back then. Um, and that's like, shelf stable, that can like stay out. Um, and then there's, you know, raw organic milk, raw milk needs to be refrigerated the entire process. Um, but milk products last longer if they are not milk. And so they made cheese. Okay. So they made a ton of cheese. They sent it over to, to the boys over in, in the, in the European theater in World War One, and just, you know, here, here's your cheese. Okay. So they, 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 they made all this cheese from, from wartime. Okay. So they fast forward a few years. Um they so after ramping up production, they didn't slow down that that ramp up. So they're like, what do we what do we do with all this cheese?
1: Like forever.
0: Because right. So they're so they're like, okay, we've we made all this cheese, we have so much milk, what's going on? Well, they keep subsidizing the dairy industry. Um so instead of saying, hey guys, let's slow down that production, no, the Department of Agriculture said, hey. Why don't we just convince Americans to drink more milk? Let's come up with a periodic table of, you know, of food, nutrition, and that kind of stuff. And so that's why you have, you need three to five, seven. I don't I don't know what it is. I haven't looked at that in 20 years. Uh, how many servings of milk do you need in a day? That was created because they have an overabundance of milk. And they said, we just need Americans to drink more and to eat more dairy products. So they they kept doing that. Fast forward a little bit. Um, they the 1970s. So the dairy industry was looking a little bit on the rocks. They're like, "What's going on? What else happened in the 1970s?" Was Jimmy Carter, pretty much Biden's predecessor. Uh, just the whole thing was just awful. Uh, Carter, the Carter years. Um, remember the gas shortages and everything. Well, dairy industry, everything's just on the brink of collapse. Uh, he they instituted, hey, let's uh, let's bail out the dairy industry again. So what they do, they ramped up production even more, and no one can get anything. But there's just this abundance of milk and cheese everywhere. Che- the, the reason they went to cheese is because cheese lasts; it's, it's more shelf stable. It's lasts lasts longer. So I'm talking, you know, brie, Swiss, you know, Havarti, uh, uh, Gouda, Yancy fancy. <laughs> uh, you're you're, you're good at cheese. So, um, so so during all of this. Uh, it, it finally goes into the Reagan years, okay? And the Reagan years, they're like, okay, we have so much cheese, so much cheese we are sitting on. How many? I want. To, how many pounds of cheese do you think? I I I don't remember what it is. I know what it is now, but they had so much even then in, 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 under Reagan. So how much? How much cheese? How much? too many pounds of cheese do you think they had? I
1: don't
0: know. Well, as of today, one point four billion. Pounds of cheese. That's enough to give every American a block of cheese every day for like four years.
1: That would not be good for you. No. My, my question
0: is, why the hell has cheese gone up like 60% at the grocery store in the last several months? Uh,
1: why the hell has everything gone That's annoying. Gone anyway. Up?
0: Uh, but cheese. We, we, we answer have, We that. have so much. We have so much cheese what's going on so anyway so so in the reagan years they're like hey we have all this cheese what do we do um it's sitting here in our massive they call them conspiracy theories what they call the cheese caves um but it's legit they have massive warehouses all over the country of uh cheese and it's just sitting there it's called government cheese now government owns all this and it's just sitting there and it's starting to get moldy and rotting they're like we can't sell this we can't give it away What, what do we what do we do so they took that cheese, it's now considered aged cheese, and they cut it up and they go, Hey, we're gonna start giving this as a staple to Americans in need. So, like uh people on Wick and all that kind of that cheese that they're getting is like 30-year-old moldy, moldy cheese. cheese that they've cut down and they're like this is really good sh-. have you noticed the really good stuff is always the crappy part of everything? Like rich people don't eat fish, they eat caviar. <laughs> right? Right? They, they don't eat goose, they eat fagra diseased heart disease fat and freaking liver disease goose liver right and like oh would you like some cheese no i want the smelly moldy stuff isn't it's
1: oh. life is just so like they have everything they want so that they, they just, just gotta need eat garbage like, to, like i need like, to just yeah bring him down yeah, it's, a bit
0: pretty much it so uh and the french so well. it's <laughs> <laughs>
1: well isn't that like kind of go coincide with like lobster and stuff how lobster is like so expensive and
0: yes but a hundred year well, 150 years ago when they were it was considered cruel and unusual punishment so they would feed to it to feed their, to their to prisoners, prisoners yeah. on yeah on the east coast <laughs> oh those darn prisoners here's your lobster tails
1: and they probably like sitting there like oh this is so gross Can i mean more butter you do think about it though
0: it is gross <laughs> and so is crab.
1: I don't really care for lobster. It's all delicious,
0: so but delicious. they're just giant. Like okay, they're sea bugs. If yeah. you see a a spider, you gonna be like, oh, that looks delicious. No, no. But if you see a spider the size of a fifty pound dog,
1: would I boil it? No,
0: I'd run <laughs> away. I mean, I'm in a horror movie at this point, waiting for Alfred Hitchcock to to, to say cut. Uh, but no, at the same time, you go, it's that big. I mean, w- w- would would it be good? It's a land lobster. I don't even want I'm think just about saying. It. We all th- you don't think it's gross? There maybe but...
1: not a, I think like more of a beetle would be closer to like a land lobster. I don't
0: know. I've seen bear grills eat beetles, and those do not look good at all.
1: Yeah, but does he cook them?
0: No, he eats them raw. The he dude prob- drink pee. Okay, so just he
1: should probably try boiling and some lobster. mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> so carry around some. So popcorn. anyway,
0: so 1.4 billion pounds of cheese we are currently sitting on. Just in, and that's 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 cheese. Just cheese. That's cheese. That is those big old, you know. Like one of my life's goals is to to buy <laughs> one hundred and fifty pound wheels of wheel of cheese. I could probably get one from the government, and she'd be like, "Hey, give me that cheese." Uh, so, but
1: I don't so, want to eat thirty year old. No, cheese. we'll
0: get some like twenty nine year old cheese. So they they started like, sending this like as foreign things foreign aid and foreign supplements and whatnot overseas. Um, and so they're they're just finding more things. If you know, it's like everything has some sort of dairy in it. Why does this have dairy? Why does this have milk? It's because they're like we need to find places to it's put milk so true, and dairy, and there's all this stuff. Uh, just to the point where, like, craft singles get some of that cheese because they, they had to refi- Listen, they had to refine it so much that it's not cheese anymore. They're like we're running out of things to do. That's why it's a cheese like product. It's plastic. And they're like, oh, crap. Uh, we have all this this leftover from, from our from our oil refineries. This plastic. What do we do with this? They're like, well, we have some cheese. What do we do? Refine them both together. Here's a Kraft single. It's half petroleum, half cheese. It's a cheese-like product. And that's your favorite cheese, isn't it? I mean, no, it's not my that favorite That is your cheese. favorite.
1: It's your favorite cheese. No, it's not. But I, what's I your do. What's your favorite cheese to put on hot dogs? I do... Use craft singles. Craft <laughs> singles. I know. I'm. It's horrible. It's horrible for me, but I do it. I like easy cheese. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> so the real question is. I
1: like fake cheese just as much. How much? I
0: how many? Are we going to continue to push for more cheese and more dairy? Because just so you know, uh, I think it was a third, a thirty-eight percent, something like that, in the thirties. Of the population, the U.S. population is lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, because uh,
1: cheese really isn't good for it, you.
0: Yeah, so you look at that and the uh, some some numbers I was seeing, it was Very like on 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 uh, certain on certain races as well. And you know, don't don't quote me on this, but it was somewhere like the high seventies, low eighties for African Americans were, Af- were lactose intolerant. Um, Hispanics was a little bit lower than that. Asians was a little bit lower than that. And then, you know, white people, they were like, ah, we're like 36 you know, percent or like 28%, like the lowest of the low because that's just all that they've grown up on. You know, it's yeah. milk and 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 cheese and that's just, that's American. Um, so, I find it interesting. So, the majority of people drinking this or eating this, you know, eating the cheese, drinking dairy are, I mean, ethnically white. So, you look at how, how much cheese is too much cheese?
1: I mean, all of it. <laughs> I don't know, I, I you can't ask me that I love cheese
0: So, I found that very interesting I saw that on a video And I'm like, bull Crap, we have one point And as I research, I go, huh There was one story I read that Tried to debunk it, it's like, no, it doesn't have 1.4 billion It's 1.38 billion, it's not <laughs> They 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 were It's, you know, mostly False because the number was slightly higher than. <laughs> God, gotta love
1: those fact checkers. Yeah, so
0: that is my uh, cheesy story for the day.
1: Oh, I just love your cheese. <laughs> don't, don't include that. That's awkward.
0: <laughs>
1: I was more insinuating, like your cheese, as in your cheesiness, not your, not your cheese.
0: Well, I think that's all the time we have today, folks. Thank you for listening. Share us with your friends and family. Come on, we we really we really need the support. Like like we're gonna lose the house next week. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> shut up! You're ridiculous. Uh, I mean, this you is know, our date
1: night, you guys. Look, like this is literally look, just for fun. Look, I
0: mean, life's not always sunshine and rainbows.
1: Sometimes it's unicorns and meat cleavers. It's fun.